Hello and welcome to Storebrand Spotlight. I'm Greg Sleeter, Executive Editor of Storebrands. Facing a myriad of challenges over the past three years, the grocery industry continues to evolve. Keeping track of how consumers shop and the products they buy is as important as ever. But it's also proving to be a challenge, even with the plethora of technology available to grocers. To talk about the state of the grocery industry with us today is Dave Shaft, Ibotta's Vice President of Research and Insights. Dave, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Greg. Excited to be here. Uh, and I thank you for some time today. Um, I feel like the conversation of what's going on with food and grocery in this country has um, accelerated over the last couple of years. And we're all trying to figure out what we knew and what we thought we knew, you know, kind of pre-pandemic. Uh, and there's a lot more learning that's happening. So it's always interesting to kind of look at um, the industry today. Uh, and kind of starting there, um, almost a state of the industry, if you will, when we to talk about grocery can you give us kind of that 30,000 foot overview of, you know, the overall health of this? What is a very important channel of retail? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I think great question. I think the overall health of grocery is very strong, right? Revenue is growing. Consumers are spending more on a year over year basis. Uh, there's just a lot of positive momentum behind the channel. But at the same time, when we dig a little bit deeper, it's interesting. We start to realize that it's just a very complex time, as you kind of mentioned, alluded to earlier. It's very complex for the channel. Economic challenges, putting downward pressure on consumers and, and retailers uh, alike. Uh, pricing is, I would say now, it's, it's top of mind more than it has ever been for the majority of U.S. consumers. And as such, there's just a tremendous amount of competition for, for share of wallet. Uh, so, yeah, at, at a very high level, the health of the channel is very intact. But the market landscape is just changing so dramatically. I think over the past three years, I would submit the change that we've seen is more dramatic than what we've seen over the past maybe 15 to 20 combined. So... Uh, and what we're tracking and what we're looking at, I, I would just I think the future of where this channel of where grocery goes will depend on how well it reacts to the changes that we've seen already and, and you know, potentially those changes that we're going to see over the next several years. We're coming and rapidly coming close, close to the end of the year. Um, the holidays are around the corner. And I think a lot of people are already kind of gazing their eyes into 2024. When we look back at 2023 um, from a consumer standpoint, were the, what were some, I guess, the notable changes in their behavior and, and how they shopped and what they bought? Wow. Yeah, well, that's a good one. There's a wide variety of changes that we could hit on. I, I would say, again, most notably is price. If I, if I think back on my career, I, I've spent over 20 years uh, all in CPG in, in and around Consumer Insights. Uh, primarily on the manufacturing side, most of the brands that I have worked on were sold in a price increase, uh, you know, once a year, once every two to three years. And I, I, I think what we're seeing this year is that most brands on average have sold in anywhere from two to six different price increases over the past year, right? They're, they're offsetting wage inflation and, and increasing production costs. So it's, it's really an unprecedented time as it relates to, to price increases. And this is something that at Ibotta, we, we actually 
I've done a, quite a bit of amount of research on this to track this area. And uh, what we see is that 64% of consumers are right now agreeing that price is more important than brand. And, and this, is, this is a pretty substantial shift that we're seeing happen. At the same time, 80% of consumers indicate that they have a negative outlook on the economy. And so they believe that they were financially better off 12 months ago or 24 months ago. And, and, and all of this we've seen this year having a cascading impact on, on shopper behavior. So what we see is, is because of all of this, consumers are just being so much more choiceful about what and when and, and how they're, they're buying products. With pricing, obviously, inflation has played a massive role in that in that viewpoint in what consumers are are doing as they shop on a weekly basis for groceries. As they've looked to make their budget work, make and make ends meet, have you noticed them cutting back on any specific categories to focus on, you know, some kind of the core essentials, um, you know, throughout the year? Yeah, great, great question. We we see uh, we see it kind of manifest, I would say, in two different behaviors. So consumers are cutting back in in many areas, and then they're also trying to shop smarter in other areas. So if we look at cutbacks uh, first and foremost, I would say this is primarily impacting outside of grocery. We see categories such as electronics, uh, sporting, you know, equipment, outdoor supplies, uh, other categories such as like automotive care or toys. Consumers are buying less in these areas just due to general uncertainty. And so this is a lot of what we're tracking. You know, like I was going to buy a new, new, a new phone, but I decided not to because who knows what tomorrow's going to bring. So there's a lot of sentiment and cutback related to that. In other areas, probably more predominantly impacting grocery, I would say, are consumers just making changes in their behavior. So we see uh, categories such as baby products, uh, personal care, like beauty, uh, and cleaning products. Uh, categories such as these, consumers are being cognizant and trying to spend less in these areas as they're making trade-offs to, to offset price increases. You also touched on this earlier, um, price versus brand, and, and you know more consumers today are focused on on the price, which is obviously impacting um, the brands of the products that they buy. Um, are we seeing more and more of a willingness for consumers mm. to either shift the private label or at least take a look at it in an effort to save money? Uh, yeah, this is really interesting. Uh, there's a lot going on uh, with this right now in the market. Um, so, you know, just kind of as, as a reminder, right, we, we led into this with 67% of consumers stating that price is more important than brand. And that's something that we've been tracking for quite a bit of time. Perhaps even more interesting is 87% of shoppers, almost 90% of shoppers are stating that right now at this particular point in time, it is very important for them to save on groceries. And this is increasing in importance year over year. And, and, and so all of this is, is kind of, uh, I would say, distilled down to a, a pretty substantial change shift that we're seeing in the U.S. marketplace, where price now is the number one purchase driver. And you're right, this is, used to be 
attributes such as taste or, or quality or a brand that I'm familiar with or a brand I know and, and trust. And for different categories and different products, these would be, you know, kind of changing up and down. But right now, we see a fundamental shift happening in the U.S. where price is the number one purchase driver almost universally. And so, yeah, I mean, this has created, Greg, a really complex environment because we have roughly 50% of U.S. consumers who identify as being brand loyal. And historically, it's been extremely difficult to drive trial amongst this group. They habitually are buying the same products that they've always bought. But right now, there's been a mindset shift and they're willing to try new products. And so one of the metrics that we track, which uh, we're seeing actually moving moving up is 54% of U.S. consumers have recently purchased a store brand uh, item to specifically offset price increases. So, so yeah, to answer your question, there is very much a mind shift, a mindset shift that's happening today in U.S. with U.S. consumers. With the with the inflationary challenges that shoppers are facing, and it's interesting because there are a lot of consumers out there that just have never seen inflation rates at these levels. Um, so it's it's interesting to see the initial reaction and then how they adapt. Um, is the result either now or maybe somewhere in the future a consumer base that's smarter in how it shops, and is that something that grocers need to watch? Uh, yes, yes. Uh, you know, we, we we spoke just a moment ago about consumers shifting their behaviors to to have, have their you know their, their their dollars go further so they're shopping smarter in that area but we also see consumers today being much more you know technologically savvy than they've ever been before and and this obviously with Ibotta is something that we're we're keen and we've been tracking for 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 many many years now we see 68% of grocery shoppers are using a digital device to aid their shopping trips, uh, which is astounding. Almost 70% of shoppers are using their device to aid their shopping trip. Well, how are they doing this? They're using up to six different digital tools when they shop. So, it, it, you know, they're using Ibotta, they're using their retailer sites. And, and this trend, I think, when you, when you realize this coupled with price increased, uh, just creates an environment where consumers are being driven to be so much more smarter when they shop. And, and then you start to realize that the platforms that they're using are also very much determining their purchase behavior. One of the things that I've heard this probably over the last couple of months, more than I had you know, through the first six, seven months of the year, uh, is the impact the economic conditions have had on loyalty to one brand on the shelf and two brand on the front of the store. Uh, so knowing that, because again, they're making more choices because of price, um, is, does that, well, it presents a challenge, but does it also open an opportunity for retailers to either recapture or build additional brand loyalty with maybe there's a group of customers that didn't walk into their store, but now they're doing so um, because of price? Ooh, that's a very interesting question. And, uh, I mean, let's 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 go back in time to the pandemic period to answer this, because if we go back to 2020 as an example, 
uh, Ibotta was, was tracking consumer sentiment pre, during, and post. And right, there was a lot of panic-induced shopping, uh, a lot of out-of-stocks. Consumers were introduced to a wide variety of new products, new retailers, because they couldn't find their tried and true, or they were exhibiting you know, workaround behaviors. And what we saw when you know, the new normal returned, whatever that looked like for each respective consumer, was that 75% of consumers continued on demonstrating that new behavior, that new product with new products or new retailers. So yeah, it's a really interesting question. And, and, you know, look, if we use history as a good predictor of the future, which I think it is, I would submit to your listeners that there is a tremendous opportunity right now for retailers, for store brands, for manufacturers, branded manufacturers to drive lasting new behaviors with consumers. Is there one or two things that you can touch on? Because I'm sure there's probably a long list if we sat here and talked about it. But is there one or two things related to brand loyalty that the retailers could do to enhance that loyalty from consumers? Ooh, (laughs) well, yeah, I mean, that's the million dollar question, right? How do you do that? I think First and foremost, this is this is a no-brainer, but first and foremost, you got to drive trial, right? They've got to pick it up. They've got to try it. And in order to do that, what we've seen in the sentiment that we're tracking at Ibotta is the majority of consumers are searching for brands and retailers that help them to feel valued. It's, it's kind of as simple and as complex as that. So, uh, yeah, I mean, to answer this question, I like to think about it mathematically in the value equation. So value equals benefit over price. And I think as an industry, we've been substantially increasing price without adding necessarily more benefits and more value to the consumer. So what we see in the market today is we have a lot of brands, a lot of products in store where we've created um, a pretty substantial, what I would call an imbalance in the value proposition. So Right. To answer that question, essentially what we are looking to do is how do we enhance the overall perceived value for uh, for consumers? And, and, you know, one way that we see this done is is, you know, j- just to highlight a little bit of what Ibotta is doing. We see that 68 percent of consumers state that they feel more valued with a digital offer versus a traditional paper coupon, significantly higher. So that's just one tactic where we are able as an industry with digital coupons to to provide more value to consumers. We enhance this brand value for them. Uh, And and so this is a tactic that I think we're seeing leveraged more and more with with retailers and, and manufacturers. Yeah, so those digital coupons, I guess, there's a feeling of personalization um, versus just the old fashioned uh, and forgive all the young people out in the audience who might not know this, but when you used to get coupons in your Sunday paper, um, everybody got them. But I guess the digital stuff is a more personalized approach, at least in the minds of the consumers. So that's interesting. That's exactly right. Yep. Interesting. Um, one thing about the consumers is they provide a lot of good information, and then sometimes they make you scratch your head. Um, there was some data from that from Ibotta uh, that showed that 55% of shoppers would buy a higher price product from a company they trust. At the same time, 64% of consumers said price was more important than the brand name when choosing a product. 
to me, that's a that's a weird balance, and and I feel for the grocers who are trying to balance what seems like contradictory statements. Any advice on how they could do that? Yeah, and that, play is, that balance? yeah, that's that's for sure a meaty question. I like it. Uh, you know, it, it feels like yes, these these two statements are often in in conflict with one another. And um, you know, before I answer your question, I would say it, it's that way because we see consumers struggling with. The fact that they want to buy brands that they know and love, but they're also juxtaposing that with the fact that they're trying to stay in their respective buzz, budgets, right? In a very economically uh, challenging period. So I, I think ultimately to answer that question, we go back and we look at the regression and, and which has a higher correlation with purchase. And, and you know, when push comes to shove right now in the U.S. with, with grocery shoppers, price is... The, the number one purchase driver. So we, we do see price as kind of very much uh, leading that in terms of, of, of the attribute that's most important. Uh, and, and frankly, Greg, I would say this is why we see, you know, so many competitive pricing strategies in the market today, digital coupons, cashback uh, being leveraged as top tactics is, is, is specifically because of price being the number one purchase driver. When price center rises to the top, um, other issues get pushed down. One of those issues that potentially gets pushed down is sustainability. What are you finding and what is Ibotta finding in terms of where the consumers place sustainability today um, in their mindset when they're looking to buy a product? Yeah, it's a really good question. Uh, what we see in the data that we're tracking is you know, sustainability in the sense of sustainably sourced products, uh, minimizing inventory loss or product rate, product waste. Uh, these aspects, these product attributes are important to consumers. In the past, they have been uh, on the fringe, I would say, of being substantial purchase drivers. Depends on the category. In some categories, they definitely are a, a much higher uh, purchase driver. But for the moment in time where we're at, I would just I would I I do not see them as being purchase drivers at the expense of increasing price. So it's not something I would say that we should be as an industry spending more money on increasing price in order to provide. Uh, you know, consumers want them; their wants, not needs. Yeah, interesting, uh, Dave. As we wrap up, um, as we're at the end of the year. Um, and we look towards 2024, what are a couple of uh, shopper behavior or consumer trends uh, that retailers should be watching as we head into the new year? Well, you know, the first one, I, I think we're going to start to see, I mean, this is kind of potentially even going back to sustainability. I think we're going to continue to see paper couponing becoming less and less relevant with U.S. consumers as they are transitioning more and more to digital. So technology will, will become uh, incorporated substantially more over the next many years, more than it even is today. Uh, I think we're going to continue to see trends such as health and wellness, fresh, uh, fresh products, convenience. These will continue to be very important trends for, for U.S. consumers. But there's always, at least for the, for the very near immediate future, there's going to be a very rich tension there with price. Right, Pro products and consumers are going to become substantially more price elastic, and so 
Uh, I think we're going to see that brands and retailers are going to need to create value for consumers, or we'll see the, the lowest price player is going to win, or consumers are going to simply find a workaround or a substitute. And so uh, there, there's a lot of dynamic shifting going on. It's a very exciting time. And, and frankly, many of these last, these, these areas of you know, offsetting price impact and, and meeting shoppers where they are with technology uh, is an area where uh, I think we've seen Ibotta and other players have a tremendous amount of value, as we've stated, and uh, as well as retailers as well. So it, it's a very exciting cha- uh, time and just a lot of change in the marketplace. 